Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet and I am your host for the next hour and a half or so. How are y'all doing? What a crazy time. Crazy world we live in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, a bad time in the world right now, but I thought about canceling this week, but on the other hand, maybe people need a break from it. People who can, uh, who aren't living in Ukraine, who can actually afford to take a break, sadly. Um, so I thought we'll carry on anyway. Might be a little distraction from the war that's breaking out. Anyway, I don't want to get too caught up on that. Uh, today's episode is an interview with a new friend of mine, a digital artist named, well, it goes by the name of Damn Engine. Damn Engine. He does really cool 3D, dark 3D stuff, uh, 3D animation, computer animation. I met him in the NFT space on Twitter, uh, the dark art NFT space on Twitter. And uh, he's a really, really nice guy really fun to talk to has a, a different kind of career than a lot of people we have on the show he's um a freelancer and does motion graphics and then he does his fine art which is this really cool dark 3d work uh anyway you'll hear during the interview um so that's coming up i have been i just had a sale uh, I did some hand embellished canvas G clays, which I hardly ever do. So that was kind of fun and cool, fun to do. Um, and uh, that went well. I also, uh, I'm not publicizing it a lot, but I did put my dystopia book on pre, pre-sale or pre-order. So uh, it's up in my, at chetsart.bigcartel.com and I've got it discounted for the first i'm just selling 100 for now and i'm not shipping until the kickstarter orders are shipped so that's in the description of the uh of the 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 order form on the website so might be a couple months it's probably going to be a couple months before those ship out but if you want to reserve one you can and it's discounted 75 bucks instead of 95 bucks that it's going to cost when I really uh, do the push and start promoting it. Um, I'm doing that to help with the the shipping because the shipping for overseas, particularly, has gone up so high in the last five years that it's just it's too much. It's crazy. So I needed it's it was just it's just costing me a fortune. So I figure I'll sell a few books and maybe um, help help with help cover my shipping. Um, domestic orders are fine because I use media mail and that's only gone up a couple bucks in five years, but you know, some of these, some of these books are costing like $80 to ship, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, seeing that the book, you know, back then, back when I did the Kickstarter, I, I think I charged $40 for the book thinking it was probably going to be about a 45 or $50 book. And now that it's double the size, double the effort. Uh, it's it's a ninety five dollar book, and even that's kind of a bargain for what it is. I could have charged 
over a hundred bucks for sure. But um, so it doesn't make sense to sell a $95 book for $40 and then pay more than the original cost of the book and shipping combined cost <laughs> to, to ship overseas. So that's a way I'm, I'm dealing with it. So that's, that's a, a, a good plan and got a, like 120 book ship so far. I did a final count of everything that needs to go out. It's six, I think it's around 620 books. So I've shipped about 120, so we're 500 to go. Got a system down, all good. Um, getting it done, it's very exciting, very, very, very relieving. And um, uh, I think that I think that was all I was going to say about that. Um, yeah. Oh, got uh, you know I got another 20 that I'm going to ship out tomorrow, so it's moving a little faster hopefully maybe get another hundred out by the end of the week and then hopefully take it have it all taken care of by the end of this month we'll see though every week more more books go out so and people are starting to post pictures of it on um social media and everybody loves it i i will say that that's that's a nice thing i have not heard any one bad thing about it everybody loves it and thinks it's better than they expected and everything so that's that's great so it's almost over you've heard me you've been hearing me complain about that book this whole podcast i think from the very beginning you know because i think we've been doing the podcast for four years anyway wow what a relief uh i got all the ouija boards back for the kickstarter rewards so i need to figure out how i'm going to attach the glass to them or if I'm going to attach the glass, I got tempered glass that fits them perfectly. So you could actually use it like a functioning Ouija board. They came out really good. Um, I'm posting all this stuff on my Patreon. If you want to join my Patreon, you, at the very least for a buck a month, you can see everything I'm working on. You know, as, every day that I'm working on stuff, I'm posting pictures of it. Um, you know, higher levels, you get time lapses and stuff like that. But it's uh, patreon.com slash chetzar. And if you want to support the Dark Art Society Patreon, that is patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Sometimes people get confused and they join my Patreon and then they want to get in the Discord and the Facebook group, the Dark Art Society Facebook group. Um, but it's two different, two different Patreons. That's the other thing that's going on that's kind of cool is um, the Discord starting to Hap, get happening again or finally i guess maybe it never really got cracking but um, a lot of people are in the discord i'm in there now um i'm making my own one active as well for for um, people on my patreon and just people that i know i'm not gonna let in a bunch of psychos but or people you know real fans not just anybody um so yeah so if you want to join up Go to patreon.com slash dark art society for just a dollar and you a dollar a month and you get in the discord and the facebook group um yeah and you'll get your name read in the air which i'm going to do right now new subscribers you know i want to mention this too quickly um i've been getting so many nice uh 
PMs in Patreon from from people uh, who, who really love the show. And if you send me a message or an email or or, or a private message in um, Patreon, let me know if I can read it on the air because I'd love to read some of these on the air because they're really cool. Um, so I thought that would be kind of a cool feature, listener mail maybe. So anyway, all right, new subscribers, here we go. New subscribers this week. Let's see, the last one was Jason Stewart. That was from last week. Okay, we got a deletion. Uh, okay. We got Christiane Shalito. Thank you so much. Ivan Vujovic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Um, and Matt Allman, an old friend of mine from the makeup effects days and the conjoined days too. Um, I'm trying to get him on the podcast because he has a lot of stories. He used to work for Steve Johnson. Anybody knows how that, how Steve Johnson's shop was back in the day, you'll know that anybody that works there has a lot of stories <laughs> and uh, Matt and I've worked together for many years. So that would be a fun show. So that's it. Let's get on with the interview. Really enjoyed talking to Dennis. Super nice guy. Really great work. I can't wait for you to check his work out. If you hadn't seen it already, you're going to absolutely love it. It's very like, I don't, uh, it's his work is kind of like, I think what I wanted to do back when I was doing digital stuff, but never really kept going with it. Um, back, I got out of digital and into painting. Now I'm getting back into digital as well, adding that to my toolkit. Anyway, let's get on with it. Here we go. My interview with Damn Engine. Hello, Dennis. Hey, Chad. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine uh, during these circumstances, of course. Yes. It's this, totally weird. Yeah, this is the the uh, first episode post-Russia invasion of Ukraine, which is kind of insane. Crazy yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure that's really a label. I, like to <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I thought I'd mention it. I've been glued to the uh, Lookner youtube channel watching the whole thing it's been just crazy but i don't want to get i don't want to get into that no, stuff no. at all we want we want a break from that stuff um so how's it going <laughs> yeah I'm, do, I'm doing fine uh i'm really busy now with client work so it's a bit less art for me at the moment uh we have uh, elections coming up and i, I do that kind of stuff as well so um yeah I, I have more viewers for my client work than for my artwork but yeah hey whatever works man whatever pays the yeah. bills yeah yeah it's it's also to fund everything i'm doing of course uh, right for me uh, it's a way to to live yeah so, and then do whatever artwork you want yeah so where, where are you uh, oh, i'm sorry go ahead yeah yeah it also it also pays for the equipment of course because yeah uh, right I, can, I, I use a lot of equipment for my stuff so yeah it's a good thing to do like yeah yeah you got to do it for your bit your client work you got to have all the nice yeah. computers and stuff so yeah 
<laughs> oh, I happen <laughs> to have this badass computer. I guess I'll make some art on it after yeah, hours. Exactly. <laughs> so uh where where are where are you located? Where where are you from? I'm in the Netherlands. Uh, I, I was actually born in a place called Amstelveen, which is right next to Amsterdam. Mm, okay. um, and, and now I moved one uh, local region further. I live in Uithoorn, which no one knows, but it's near <laughs> it's near the airport. So, uh, so, so then, yeah, you know, when people need to ride to the airport, they, uh, they suddenly know where I live. So, right, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Wow, the Netherlands. That's that's yeah. a, a, a desirable place to live, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, we'll see in 20 years when the sea is a bit higher. And... Yeah, right. True, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, there's no there's no escape. There's no escape anymore. You know what I mean? No. It's like, it, it, it's everywhere. It's crazy. You just got to kind of like, I don't know, give up, let go, just go yeah, buy a it. boat. Yeah, or buy a boat, <laughs> or buy a houseboat. <laughs> yeah. Well, these houseboats we have, they're actually made of concrete, so they won't float up with the sea. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make like a, a, a floating island. A floating they're, building float, they're building floating cities here. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Also near Amsterdam, there are houses that actually float up, but I don't think they can manage two meters or something. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that that would that's sounds like uh, something that's going to happen in the future. Floating cities. Yeah. I guess that movie Waterworld was about that. Did you ever see that movie Waterworld with Kevin Costner? I, I, I tried with every Kevin Costner movie last like six hours or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never I never watched it, but I think that's what it's about. Anyway, okay, let's get, get we we don't definitely don't want to talk about Kevin Costner movies. <laughs> so uh uh. What was your, uh, I don't, yeah, it's like the Netherlands to me seems like, you know, no problems. I mean, I know there's problems everywhere, but compared to being like in America right now, it's like the Netherlands seems super chill and super cool and, and pretty laid back and, you know, legal, legal weed and, and legal mushrooms, maybe not anymore, but I know people jumped out of the windows right and they made it illegal so. <laughs> but they, I they mean forgot they, they forgot they also used cocaine <laughs> <laughs> but uh I don't know just it's one of those places that uh, I don't know from an American perspective it seems like such a such a cool place kind of you know well, but, it's, I, it's, but it's, I guess it depends it's organized though it's, it's like everything is organized I mean uh if, if you walk in a forest here, well, what we have for forest left actually, but everything is regulated and stuff in a way. So it, it, there is freedom, like you, the, you have the freedom to think, mm -hmm. but there is no, the, besides that, it's it's pretty strict with stuff. There's oh, really? rules here. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually the, uh, like the, the flip side of, I don't know, a more socialist type of functioning communal not you know not communism but communal where everyone's yeah. everyone's taken care of and every everyone's okay generally it's like one of the things that is the flip side of when you have that is you have more regulations and stuff it's yeah. like you know one or the other they're both everything always has a problem that comes along with it no matter what you know i, I think it becomes yeah 
of course it's good that everyone's taken care right. of but, uh, yeah it becomes also a more boring place sometimes yeah too, right yeah. right <laughs> yeah I, I can it's it's interesting yeah because sometimes conflict and and things like that kind of create um i don't know <clears throat> art and stuff comes out of it you know it's yeah. like, when there's complacency it's like less challenging so it's you know i'm always saying this it's like everything's seeking equilibrium you know we're yeah. always trying to get get beyond this point of equilibrium where everything's all good and it's like it's never going to happen that's not rea no. reality doesn't work that way well i don't think it will work either if everything is good yeah what the hell you know I mean, exactly yeah. you, also, you don't appreciate the good things anymore because right you, yeah it's you get, standard yeah you get, <laughs> you get used to them so um you're so you're you're what you i mean i first discovered you you're in my group of new friends on twitter since i got into nfts and there's and, and there's this dark art uh community of you know uh people outside of the united states for the most part which is cool because most of the dark art community i'm uh i hang with like on facebook and dark art society it's it's mostly americans i think and so when i when i went over to twitter it's like a lot of eastern europeans and netherlands and it's just like uh uh ukraine you know we've been in this text thread yeah. watching watching what's going on with some of those artists but um so uh uh you do you know you're a, you you create really dark computer <laughs> work artwork uh on the computer which is cool you're doing nfts but your your day job is kind of like what graphic design what would you call it i, I would call it a broadcast designer or something uh, I, I do mostly stuff for tv so oh kind of uh, like mo like uh, uh uh motion graphics yeah i do motion graphics but usually for tv programs so like uh, when we we had this year where we uh, celebrated 75 years of liberation from the, the, the Nazis well, mm. from World War II. And I make the graphics for these things. So I make the maps and, and I do all the design and, and stuff like that. But also like the upcoming elections, um, yeah, the, the presenter shows the results. I, I make these graphics. So I design that kind of stuff. So it's kind of really different from what I do with my art. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I also, I also, I also wonder what people would think if they would know. Right. Like, all those viewers. <laughs> well, the, la the last uh, interview I had of Ben, ben Connellan, who does this really cool yeah. dark stuff. He, he's a personal trainer for his day yeah. job. You know, <laughs> it's like people, you know, probably don't, don't. He, he said some, the people are, you know, think it's kind of cool, actually, which was pretty you know, his clients think it's kind of cool that he does that, which is kind of heartening. Um, do you do, do the people you work with know that know you're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what, what do they, they work. what do they think? <laughs> I always make fun of it, of course. Yeah, don't <laughs> add too many skulls to these election results and stuff like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, they're okay. I mean, they follow me on Instagram and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's okay. Uh, That's cool. They, they, they like it actually. Uh, but yeah, it's not their style, of course, but they, they like that I'm doing it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all we can ask is that people like, I don't know, give us respect and appreciate what we're doing. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like the no. dark stuff. Just let us have our lane and don't give us a hard time about it. That's it, really. Yeah, yeah. I understand this stuff. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, I don't like everything either. So right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their tastes, you know. Yeah, it uh, would be really boring. Everyone likes the same stuff. I right, mean, right. We get brown. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Beige. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I. It's funny because you know I've been doing computer animation since I started in like the mid 90s and um, got into it around 98 really into it where I was doing 3d animation and using a lot of after effects and stuff and uh, I remember back then well I, I did that for a few years and then I I did this DVD of I did all these tool animations yeah I know yeah yeah <laughs> well I'm explaining to the audience also but uh, uh, um, uh, and I made this DVD. And I just worked on that. I think it was like six months. I was doing all these animations, making the sound, doing everything in this little cellar, this cold little <laughs> cellar. I had this computer. It was all dusty and dirty and nasty. And then I got so burnt out on I because just saw doing CG and and, and uh, compositing and yeah, you know, it was super fun at first. And then by the end, I was like, I got to get away from the computer. This is driving me insane. And so I stepped away ended up starting to paint and get into fine art that way. And then I just never really went back to it. But um, I guess my point was at the time when I was getting into After Effects and uh, CG stuff, I was totally into motion graphics. Like I was thinking this could be a job I could do. Cause I, at that point I'm like trying to maybe get out of makeup effects, you know? Yeah. And um, so I read all these, this is back when it was like when you had to learn the program, you had to go buy a book about the program. I and remember. I've got it in the base in my cellar. I've got like a, a, a little bookcase of all these like Lightwave 3D have, After Effects have, books. After, after Effects 1.0 book yeah. somewhere. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like from a, from a, um, I'm not great with, with graphic design. Um, just, I'm not that naturally good at it, but but I do, uh, I always liked the, I always liked the technical challenge of motion graphics and stuff. Like I enjoy that. Like I watch videos now on uh, YouTube yeah. just for fun kind of, and to learn tricks from tips and tricks of after effects. And, um, I, I, I love that stuff. I mean, I could see that could be kind of a fun job. I mean, you probably are sick of it, but yeah, I'm doing it for 20 years. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. How do you keep it interesting after 20 years? Do you like try and speed up your workflow or do you try and do things more efficiently or or, or what to keep it interesting? Well, well it's, like, it's like for me, it's like a puzzle as well. Uh, I see it as a, a challenge, like a mathematical challenge sometimes because I script it as well. So I script in After Effects. Whoa, wait, wait, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You I, I, uh, like, like I make automated title bars, like these uh, lower thirds and stuff that oh, okay. automatically, stuff like that. It, it's not really, I mean, some people script like crazy. They can. Oh, 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 okay. So like the, like the, uh, the uh, little. Uh... Yeah, it's data driven stuff. Right. So the formulas yeah. and uh, I forget yeah. what, the, what do they call it? They call it. A, a, expressions. Expressions. Yeah. So you use a lot of expressions. Yeah. Because I've been, and, oh yeah, you were, you were the one that told me about that, about the, the yeah. loop, looping, how to loop an expression yeah. in After Effects. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so you know your shit. <laughs> that's hard stuff. 
I'm just lazy, so the more you can script, the less you have to do. So yeah, but you have to know more math and stuff. <laughs> I was really good at it at school. So yeah. Oh, you were good that at helps. math. Yeah, that's good. I wish I was I'm good a really at math. weird, creative person. So yeah, yeah, that is unusual. That's unusual. Um, that's cool though, man. I'm like, I'm so into math. Like, I think it's so interesting, and and I'm actually fascinated by math, but I'm just bad at it. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I have a hard time conceptualizing uh numbers like i need things to see things in order to, like they need to be uh images for me to understand yeah. them well you know what i mean it's yeah i like know exactly yeah you, you, you want to see an outcome immediately well if you start scripting you yeah you kind of work in the blind right exactly just... <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you don't have that feedback of something no. happening while you're doing it uh but that's, that's it why... Yeah, see, you have these Houdini guys these days. That that's really crazy, though. I mean, uh, I, I messed with Houdini, and it's a three D program. Been, it's like a three yeah. D program from back in the day. I remember Houdini. It was really expensive back in the day, too. Well, these days it's not expensive anymore. So you know, in the licenses, yeah, like two hundred dollars a year or something. Wow. So, but yeah, that's all node based and a lot of math. So I'm, I'm really impressed by what some people make out of it because I'm yeah. not at that kind of level. Okay. You have to know like programming language kind of to do that. Yeah. That, that, it, it uses code. Yeah. And code. People, yeah, yeah. And then notes. I like notes though. I like connecting blocks with each other. Man, <laughs> I, I, you have to, I'm going to have to ask you to explain, not now, but in the future to explain nodes to me because you know i'm working my 3d stuff i learned on lightwave 3d you know that's the weird outcast program everyone jokes about it nowadays i, I used it for a year i think yeah. okay yeah and, yeah and it was you know how it is you learn on a program and then it's your program and you and it's yeah. like i don't have time to learn blender really or exactly. maya, maya or anything so it's like they, they updated it, I think, in 2020 or 2019, which was amazing because everyone thought the program was dead. So I upgraded <laughs> it, and now it's got node-based. It's got nodes in it, and yeah. I don't know how the fuck to use a node. It's like I get it in principle, but I see them, and I can't. I can't really understand it. So anyway, I'm going to hit you up eventually about, this is cool. about how it works in principle. I mean, or just how to how to use them, but. Yeah, there's all these new features in it. It's totally different now. I used to be able to fly on that thing and and render stuff looking really good, really fast. And now it's like, I, you know, I can't, I don't even know. Everything's changed around. So I kind of have to relearn it in a way. Um, yeah, anyway. it's not like riding a bicycle because it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's like you, you go from a bicycle to a unicycle or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, <right>. one wheel. <laughs> I got on it though, and I was able to, because um, once I started getting into this NFT thing, I start, you know, start reeling, realizing the potential and started thinking, wow, this is kind of a, a, a reason to go back to my digital roots. It's something I've always been, I've always been, you know, I was way into digital at the time. I was like totally obsessed. I was totally into it. I saw the potential for amazing stuff, amazing art film, little art animations is what I wanted to do. And um, so I was using it a lot <laughs> and I got back into it recently since I got into NFTs thinking, oh, maybe I'll, you know, I need to get back into digital because this would be really cool to do exclusive NFTs that are just digital. And yeah. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but the Lightwave modeler was always its strong point. 
like the modeler yeah. was really good. So I was surprised at all the shortcuts that came back to me. Like I was remembering <laughs> and I can, I can model pretty well in there now just after using it a few times, but the layout, you know, the other, the layout and animation yeah. changed so much that I'm just like, Oh man, maybe I should just learn blender, you know, cause I'm going to have to relearn this whole <laughs> thing anyway. I don't know. Yeah, shortcuts are like muscle memory. Almost. Yeah, right. So that, yeah. That's why I love Adobe with changing all the shortcuts all the time. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like fucking pissed at that stuff. <laughs> I remember I when I was using Photoshop, I, I got a job doing. Uh, it was doing a bunch of Photoshop stuff back in. I don't know. It was in between jobs and effects, early two thousands, and and I learned all the the shortcuts in Photoshop. And it was like, man, this is so much faster. I was just doing everything on the keyboard. And then, of course, I forgot yeah. them all, except, <laughs> you know, a couple. <laughs> so you um, so what what's OK, first, but I, I'm totally interested in the tech technical stuff. So I'm going to yeah. ask I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about that just because I'm interested. But before that, uh, what's how was your your. Give, give me the overview of your artistic journey and you know being an were you an art kid and all that sort of thing childhood yeah uh well i was a bit of a loader always as a kid so i, I used to draw a lot so I, I think it's not a weird story amongst us people because right <laughs> so yeah i i i said that in the twitter spaces one time as well we, uh, i used to, i started with pirate flags with, with with skulls that was my first thing uh, pirate flags <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is i had a red tricycle when i was a little kid and i and i got a a, a pirate flag black like a jo uh, jolly roger i think it was black with the skull and crossbones yeah. And that, and that, you know, the, remember those old decals that you dip in water? Yeah. And yeah. I got, I got that, and I put that one decal on my red tricycle, and that was it. <laughs> it That's was cool. like my evil pirate bicycle. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so badass. So I could totally yeah. relate to the pirate yeah. flag thing. <laughs> I actually kept drawing skulls, and yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I drew zombies when I was like seven, eight years old. Okay. I, I saw. I saw some movies at an unhealthy age, I think. So yeah, like, me too. So yeah, that kind of influenced me. And yeah, really at school, they, they were kind of like, uh, what the hell is this? So <laughs> they talked to my parents, though. They, they talked to your parents? Yeah, one time. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, but yeah, I was also bullied for, for a year. So the thing I could do was like, I could draw. Yeah, that was what I wanted to be good at. So I kept drawing. Um, right. Also, but I also learned the technical stuff. I was drawing. Uh, my parents bought me these books, how to draw in perspective and stuff. So oh, cool. It was already kind of going to 3D almost. So. Right, right. So they were they were supportive of your your art and stuff drawing. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. They always they always uh, let me do it. Say so it was part of me, and my my dad always brought tons of paper from his work. So there was oh, cool. enough paper around the house. That's great. That makes all the difference sometimes, you know? Yeah, but what also happened is that my, my really at a young age, we got a computer. So when I was seven years old, we got our first computer that uh, like you could really program on and stuff like that. When you were seven, uh, what, 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 how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, Jesus, you really want to ask? I'm 55. Oh. I'm 55. Yeah, okay. I know you're I'm not four, I'm 46. 
you're young. You're young. You're t- almost 10 years. Wait a minute. I'm 50. Yeah, I'm 54. I'm 50. Yeah, 54. Always hard beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So that was probably in seven years old. You're So you're born in probably 78. 75. Oh, 70. Wait, 70. Okay, 75. 67. Okay, okay. I remember writing 70, 1975. I remember writing 1974 on my school paper. Really? That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so uh, <laughs> what year is it that you got that computer? Around? That, that was uh, around uh, 82, 1982. Okay, okay. It was, uh, you, you back then, like this Commodore 64. Yeah, stuff. yeah, this, right. was a, this, this was another type. This was called a BBC. It was okay. a British thing. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, and I started actually making graphics on it. Yeah, it, it looked totally ridiculous, of course, because you're like, uh, I don't know, uh, you had eight colors and you had like uh, yeah, right. pixels or some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it I, was uh, you had still more resolution than a crypto punk, so yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, drawing with the mouse and everything, right? No, there was no mouse. Oh, there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was all like a, a on the keyboard. keyboard. Oh my yeah. god! Wow. Also, they, they they built the whole computer in the keyboard. So I, I remember getting angry, and yeah, sometimes you, you slam you slam your keyboard. Well, the whole case was one keyboard with oh, okay. computer in it. How funny! And wow. that, yeah, you shouldn't slam them, those things. I mean, right now you just replace your keyboard. But right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> You destroyed the whole computer because you slammed the keyboard. Yeah, and it was all with cassettes and stuff. But I, I made some, uh, I programmed some graphic stuff in it as well. So I made these like small parallax scrolling animations. So oh, really? Was, uh, yeah. That's so cool. I wish I, I so wish I would have had access to a computer when I was a kid. Because I remember kids, like when I was in the seventh grade, um, they were they were on computers and I just had no clue and I didn't really get it I didn't get into them until I was a, an adult I never yeah. had a computer and I was fascinated and interested but um I would have loved to have been in the early days because I know they were like they were talking about programming things like you're saying yeah. and that seems like it would be so fun and cool to do back then well it's also you grow up with the computer so right. everything new it, it becomes easier though because uh people who get into it right now they're sometimes really overwhelmed by what everything is there you know you have an interface full of right. buttons but when i grew up i saw the buttons kind of appear so then the next version had more buttons right there. right so you kind of grow up with it so, so it, it helps i think yeah yeah so did you kind of like stick with the computer the whole throughout your life as, as with with no. your artwork or were you kind of doing artwork on the side and there were two separate things kind of yeah, there were two. Yeah, because the real art was not really possible in this thing. So true, yeah, that's true. Pixel graphic. I made like uh, at some early age. Yeah, I saw I saw these Geeker books I had, and he made these huge pen and ink drawings, and I, I started with that actually. So oh really? Yeah. Wait. But then with no, with go ahead, go ahead. Liner. Yeah, with like with this fine liner on, on A3 or something, which was wow. kind of big <laughs> yeah. for, for these kind of drawings. Wow, do you still have them? Yeah, I have them somewhere. They're not that great. So yeah, um, that's cool uh, though. I mean, that's that's part of your artistic his heritage, I guess. Your history. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can, I, I could draw a little bit back then. I mean, uh, yeah, it was not, but, but I was never a, a great drawer. So like, uh, I oh, see okay. some people sometimes like, yeah, it's just insane. I, I can draw better on a computer than on paper. Oh, wow. Well, how, you know, the stuff, everything I've seen you do, like your NFTs and stuff, they've all been 3D, right? It's all, yeah. you're not doing really 2D stuff on there, 2D digital, I, I, are you? I used to do it, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, but, but as far as like, do you draw, do you just do tr regular drawing as a way to kind of like get your idea down and then digitally work on it? I, uh, well, I, I sketch the ideas in the sketchbook, just, uh, it's like more like doodles. Right, yeah, um, yeah. And... But yeah, I started differently because when I started with this uh, real digital art, when, when you could really do something, scan stuff and such, I started with photo manipulations, actually. I, right. I took my own photos. I always used my own photos for it. And oh, cool. uh, it was like a strict rule for me. So I never use stock footage or something. Oh, good. That's cool. Uh, uh, so it was a lot of work as well. So I went to all kinds of museums and stuff to photograph skulls from every side and and, and animals and whatever <laughs> and zoos and yeah I, I just yeah I tossed it all together in a way I had an ID so I had to go somewhere to photograph it so it was a lot of work back then right right but yeah that, that yeah I don't know that then the drawing part kind of disappeared so it's like yeah I started doing that stuff and, and right now I can 3D it so I don't have to go every place to to just take photos of it so right. it's much easier for me yeah yeah and also the light the light is always correct right I mean, photo manipulations <laughs> you constantly have to adjust light in, in your photos and it's horrible actually right <laughs> yeah that's what was so exciting to me about 3D in general is like I felt like uh it's like a, it's, it's like having a little movie studio in your computer. Yeah. It's, I was so excited about it when I, when I, I mean, I still am into it. Um, but when I first discovered it, it was like, this is amazing to have control not to have to make a movie physically with a bunch of people. And, yeah. you know, and I, I just think it's super fun, super cool, but man, it like, it makes your brain hurt. At least when you're when you're learning, I remember when I was learning the program and when I was doing that DVD, it was like every day I felt just drained 12 hours yeah. a day doing 3D and like learning. Also, you know, you're learning all these new yeah. things it Made me feel like it made me smarter. Like it was every yeah. day it was making me smarter. It felt like it was weird. Yeah, but, but it's like going to school 12 hours per day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's totally exhausting. Yeah, I uh, mean, uh, Two hours of school was exhausting for me. Right. <laughs> Did you not like school? No. I hate. I hated school, man. It. it, it I mean, I, I liked. Uh, I liked some people at school, but there were all the outcast people, which I was in bands with and stuff like that. You know, I mean, that was the fun part of school. But right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did the lesson. That's why I like, like math because I didn't. I didn't have to learn much from math. I just had to learn the formulas and stuff and why they work this way. Right. I mean, with history and stuff, you had to learn so much stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Read all this. Yeah. <laughs> my thing. I, I just rather have logic, so it takes me. You know, formula you can learn in ten minutes, uh, but yeah, all, all, all this history stuff you have to read through and remember, and yeah. then forget the next week. 
Yeah, and and you know, at the time, I mean, I'm I'm really interested in history now, but yeah. back then I wasn't. When you're a kid, you're not interested. Who gives a shit when you're, you're a little kid? Yeah. You know, it's like you want to. You're interested in monsters and cool, you know, skateboarding or yeah. whatever. It's like riding your bike. I mean, it's. I understand they have to teach it, but uh, they should make it more. Try and make it more interesting because uh, I had one, one. What well, was a? I had a couple history teachers that made it kind of interesting, but for the most part, it's just like it was just drudgery, man. It was so yeah. boring. And then with math, I got, I got. Um, I fell behind, like right when we were starting. I remember uh, multiple multiplication, figure, learning all your multiple multiplication yeah. tables. I was slower than the other people, and I, you know, you had to do them all in like a minute or something like that. And I was always like at the end and barely or not finished the last couple, and um, and then fractions came along, and and I couldn't, I, I didn't under, I couldn't conceptualize fractions, and no one really took the time to explain it to me. And I just, every year I'd fall behind more and more to where I was just, just barely passing. I never failed a class in any, any class, but I would always get D's in math because I was just barely hanging on, you know, (laughs) it's a bummer. I felt like because it was early, just because the first, you know, that like third grade or whenever second grade, when I started falling behind, I just never was able to catch back up and no one like, stopped and said hey let me help you with this you know it's like public, no, that sucks that then you fall one step behind and then you fall the next step behind. Yep. yeah yeah and then you're then you become an adult that's just like yeah. you know can't do fractions <laughs> <laughs> well you have, now, a, you have a calculator now, so. i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> and i and i and i do understand fractions now but uh okay. <laughs> i know i saw scripted for you in after yeah right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you have to like? What what kind of mathematics do you need to know to do to do coding and scripting in like After Effects or a three D program? Is it like do you have to know calculus or anything? No, well, yeah, yeah, I use it. I make pie charts and stuff like that and graphs as well. And uh, yeah, then you need to know some math, but it's basically JavaScript. So it's oh, okay. It's, and yeah, you need to know some formulas, but sometimes I also look at formula. I mean, I don't know every formula anymore from right. school. I mean, yeah. Yeah, why, why would I remember all this stuff? I can look it back and yeah. And yeah, people say you need to, to know all this knowledge because yeah, what if the internet goes down? But yeah, if the internet goes down, I don't have a broadcast anymore either. So yeah. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> So did you uh so let's how about your your you know your work history i mean how did you did you go to uh uh college after high school i don't know what the grade system is in in uh, the netherlands but did you go to university or college and then no i actually went to a graphic school after yeah we go after it's like a trade it's like a trade school kind of trade school yeah it's like it's like oh yeah like yeah focused on one specific skill yeah Mm, okay it was was mainly focused on designing so uh uh, so kind of like art kind of like an art school sort of well it was not that artistic well i I learned to develop photos and stuff you learn to use the dark room and things like that so it's pretty cool so it's quite a hands-on that's cool uh use a printing press stuff like that Mm -hmm. and 
Yeah, uh, you had lessons in typography, stuff like that. So it was okay. more like to, to oh. do design things, really. So graphic design type stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, but there I also learned 3D. Well, they tried to learn, teach me 3D, but uh, yeah, the, the teacher was really bad. What what uh, pro, what program were you learning on? Softimage. So that's also oh, Softimage. Really, yeah, yeah. Also, the, the easiest program to learn, of course, as a starter. It's really complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then, I, yeah. Right. I borrowed the manual. I was an intern somewhere during school. I borrowed the manual, and I, I thought I would break my back because it was like <laughs> I don't know. It was like ten kilos of manual or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People don't realize, man. Back in the day, those, those there were. It was confusing. It was hard. I mean, it was programs. I think are a lot more intuitive nowadays. Yeah. Uh, especially three D stuff. But um, okay, so you had a little little uh, uh, taste of three D, and um, so how did that? How did that? When did you start working in the field? Like, when did you get a job for the? Well, the the, the the third year was kind of like an intern kind of year at school. So you you worked at the company actually then. Oh, okay. In the, and that was pretty cool. There, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of Photoshop there. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned 3D Studio 4 that was under DOS still. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I learned Softimage there as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, I also used Lightwave at that time. That was when I used Lightwave. Right. Yeah, yeah Lightwave. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was like... Uh, the first company you had to go to two companies to to be an internet so you had like two half years of being an intern mm -hmm. and the first uh, the first company did uh, they did things like interactive cd roms which was really new back then i remember those <laughs> so it was like this shopping thing we had to build a whole city in 3d like where you could shop mm -hmm. and yeah and i had to do stuff for a cd for nikon i thought it was like for photo cameras it was kind of like an interactive thing mm -hmm. and the second second job i had was like um second internship was at an industrial design company so they they designed like uh, plane chairs and perfume bottles stuff like right. that so that's really technical in the end yeah yeah all, all in 3d right that's all like 3d yeah. 3d software stuff yeah, so so there I learned a lot actually at those two companies. And, I bet, yeah. And they, yeah, uh, actually during my fourth year I got a job. Uh, well, I worked as a VJ, like a video jockey in a in a, in a club in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. So we projected these three D animations and stuff like on a big screen. So oh, cool! I was one of the earlier ones that used the computer for that because everyone was using these VHS tapes still. Oh wow, that, that's so. You you remember when there was like software for that? Do you remember seeing software? There was back then no software. I built my own software. Oh in no Director way. in Macromedia Director. I wow. built an interface. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's amazing because I I remember there was a point. This must have been. Uh, early two thousands. That they were starting to come out with software. Yeah, you have this Resolum or something, or how you have here. Yeah, it. I don't remember the names of them, yeah. but I remember there were people were trying trying to sell them. Of course, they're expensive, and ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I remember because I was that's that's at that point too when I was um, way into CG and, and stuff. I was that was another thing I was thinking I could do is like because I did the stuff for Tool, 
uh, I could do stuff for bands. I was thinking, you know, as, as an option. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was really interested in that whole thing. And I did do, I did do an animation, a couple animations for some, like some weird pop star singer from like <laughs> Mexico or something. Yeah. It was like, it was like some super poppy stuff so i did get a little gig but i was never able to make it work you know uh being business-wise in cg i i I did it every weekend so i made these uh, during the week i just uh, made small animations to loop and then uh and then during the weekends usually friday saturday and sunday i worked in the club at midnight so oh cool uh, how long did you do how long did you do that for i think like seven or eight years wow Um, but, but at some point I was approached by, uh, oh no, no, the, the guy I featured sometimes with, he had, he had a job offer for, uh, for the company I still work for now, like we are still freelance for, the, the broadcast company, mm-hmm. so actually the Dutch national TV. And they, they wanted him to work there, but he, he wanted to go to school, back to school actually. So I went in his place and uh, yeah, I, I took that job. So at some point I was working seven days per week because I worked during the week at the broadcast company and uh, in the weekends I was VJing still. So wow. it's kind of tough. And after two years, I pretty much died of it. So <laughs> I, I mean, I fell asleep during my morning shift one time. And oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not good at the news. At the yeah. News, you shouldn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> only when you're watching the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> so okay you uh uh and then so okay this is how you you're and you're basically still at that same place that same job yeah. well it's, it's different back then i was on a salary right now i'm freelancing so i also have other clients but this is my biggest client so okay you're... do you like it better yeah. freelancing yeah yeah, cause because I, per- uh, I prefer freelancing too, even even though there's not there's, you know, maybe not a steady work. It's still like the freedom you have with it. It's also the sense of freedom because sometimes it's just like being on a salary or even worse. Right. How worse you make. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But you know, yeah. you're working at home though, right? Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes I work at the client, so I work in the studios. Oh, okay. Um, but I used to sit there at the graphic department, but that, that's really boring work because it's actually, you have to mask out people and put them on a background. Like uh, right now you would mask out Putin, put him on a flag, right. stuff like that. And yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, I like the more complicated things actually, so. Yeah, what is, uh, what, what are your favorite kind of uh, motion graphics to do for stuff like that? Yeah, that's, a, that's a bit, not that great right now, but the, the World War II stuff I really like. So, uh, oh, okay. I, I like making stuff. Uh, I had to make, uh, for this project, I had to make stuff look old, but modern at the same time. Oh, that, yeah, uh, that's and, that's and, cool. Yeah, and th- these are interesting jobs, actually. Right. Uh, I'm also really interested in that history right now. So mm-hmm. in school, I wasn't, but... Right, right now. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's. I also had to do a lot of compositing for the project because um, they, they recorded stuff now, but it had to look like it was back then, and uh, so I had to remove light poles, cars, and stuff like that. So, oh, how cool! Yeah, 
I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, so you have to do all kind of research from what that did it look like more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Plus adding, uh, I remember also back in the day, I was, uh, a lot of my animations, I was aging them and adding like, uh, there was like a, yeah. pl a plug-in that was, like there was one plugin that was, I forget what it was, it was like kind of like aged film or something. Yeah. So it would like skip a little bit and it would have all kinds of grain and lines going down it. I just thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I still see it. It's, it's still being used. I know, time. right? <laughs> <laughs> but I love that stuff. I love that, uh, that, that kind of, I don't know, building, building a digital pro uh, project in that way to where you're kind of like, aging it and adding things in and i think that's just i don't know it seems pretty fun well it's also important for my artwork in a way because i, I kind of like to make it look not too digital usually so mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. I, I i used to scan textures for that i, I, I scan a lot of textures so that's uh yeah and i yeah. photograph a lot of textures so and yeah, yeah so it's all make, yours yeah it's all mine so because i don't like it's it's stupid because no one will even notice if you would use a stock texture of some metal or something. Yeah, right. I know. That's a thing. It that's, feels weird. I know. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. It's like, for for example, I've got this. I've got a um. Uh, uh an animation I want to do is an NFT. I, this yeah. idea of something that I wanted to do is a, a a real sculpture, but it would have just been like too expensive to do physically and yeah. uh and so I, I have this cg animation and it, it it's based around a, a skeleton just a human skeleton and um i started looking around it's like okay there's pretty good skeleton models for 130 bucks online you know maybe i can get one of those but it's like i just want to it's like a lot of work but it's like i kind of want to just make my own skeleton <laughs> and yeah, model it you know but it's hard though. It's hard to keep up the process without using assets. I know. I, I, I do. Know. I, I do think you can use assets, but you should still modify them. Then at yeah, least, I know. agree. That's a, that's what I was thinking. It's like maybe I could buy one and just change the texture and you sculpt, sculpt on over. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Um, I mean, I. It makes sense for things like, especially for things like, mountains and grass yeah. and you know it's like you don't have to it's just like my uh josh my friend josh who's who's helped helped me get into josh uh, breckenridge who helped yeah. me get into the nft thing he's learning unreal engine yeah and it's like it makes it just makes sense to use these pre-made mountains and stuff you know it's like there's no need to they already look amazing you know yeah, you can modify them. I mean, yeah, you can right. modify stuff to make it look like you want, but you have some basis to start from. It, it's right. just sometimes impossible to do everything yourself. Yeah. You can't keep up. Then you're, then you're working for, a, I don't know, three months on one image. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, okay, uh, uh, let's. this is a good time to talk about your your uh, your personal artwork. Yeah. It's It's... Man, it's, it's, I love it. It's stuff that I'm telling you, it's stuff that I wanted. That it's the kind of thing I wanted to do back when I was doing 3D stuff. You know, it's like, it's got, I don't know, it's very, I don't know, it's got a warmth to it. You know, it's, 
not super CG ish. It's, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I totally get what you're doing and I think it's really, really awesome. Um, and so, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of, a lot of stuff that's 3d, it just has that, it, you know, it doesn't have that warmth to it. I don't know if you know what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. It looks yeah, too, I... too clean and too, which is good for some art, but, but I always was more interested in, I don't know, making stuff look like it kind of existed more in reality and it wasn't cold. I, 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 call, you it, know? Yeah, I call it like, it has to look authentic, you know? Right, like, right, yeah. right. It, it's sort of a weird term for it, but it's the best I can describe it. Yeah. I sometimes also want to make it look like, oh yeah, perhaps this was a, yeah, not exactly, but like it is a photo from something. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Someone what took the, a photo. <laughs> that's what I used to do on my, even when I was doing 2D painting and, or like photo manipulations, because before I, people don't realize, but before I was, um, started oil painting, I was, I was doing, I was trying to be like a digital, a digital artist selling prints of my digital stuff. And I did that for yeah. the first couple of years. So I was painting in Photoshop and I was doing some photo manipulation and I made prints of them, but I would always like add a grain layer and stuff just yeah. to kind of like dirty it up. So it didn't look super crisp, you know? Well, it also pulls all image together because yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a way to make it all look like a whole. So, right. I mean, with 3D things, you always have yeah, it's different objects and stuff like that, and you have to bring it all to to one piece. Yeah, yeah. The grain layer is kind of like an oil painting, the the equivalent to what's called veiling, where you can yeah, you'll just paint like one like a transparent color over everything just to kind of pull everything together. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that was like my process for a long time. So uh, I, I, I just, I, I guess that's why I like your work so much. Cause it's like, I totally relate to it. Um, but yeah, and it's just like cool monsters, freaky ass, weird monsters <laughs> and skulls and stuff. It's my, my kind of, my kind of thing. I love it. it, it it's kind of weird because I try to make like uh, less dark stuff for a bit, but doesn't work it just doesn't work it's <laughs> like I, I i start out like I, I seriously started out some images that were starting like oh yeah this this might look a, the, the the same idea behind it but it might look a bit brighter or happier right or it always turns out like this it's <laughs> it's, it's that's the thing you know i i i'm not like exclusively as far as what i like it's not exclusively dark i mean i love that stuff yeah but I like all kinds of art, but I'm only good at the dark stuff, really. I mean, it's just what I'm, it's what I'm best at. So I just do it. And it's the most fun yeah. to me too, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a weird thing. It's like the, yeah, the darkness is pulling me. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness is calling your name. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird process. It's just, uh, but, but yeah, my ideas are usually already not too happy usually, which I start with. So, yeah. What's that? What was, what was that? Well, well, the ideas I start with, the, 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 like if I start an image, the, the, usually the, the concept is already not that, like a happy place. So right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you, um, 
how do you go about planning these? Do, does it change a lot throughout the process? Because that's the that's the thing with 3D is that um, it's hard to, I don't know, it's feel to me, it seems hard to like just kind of start messing with it and make something. It's like you sort of, at least in my experience, it was it was like you kind of had to have an idea of what you wanted to do first because you have to build yeah. the assets and and figure. I know, ex I, I know pretty exact what I want to make. So oh, okay, and so that's why you should you yeah. People, I see people animating their their three D stuff, and yeah, I can do that. But actually, I shouldn't with most pieces because I didn't sculpt the back of it. Right, really? So you're just, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're just working on what's going to be seen because you have that's cool. Because, yeah, why would I sculpt it back? No one is going to see it. Yep. Uh, like these flat, <laughs> flat saloon towns in, in movies, you know, like, right. uh, like these western towns that are only a few. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, that's like, a, that's funny too. You mentioned movies because that's a very like classic thing that, that happens in, in effects is the director will say, we're only shooting it from this side. So don't worry about detailing this yeah, side. And then, and then they fucking, the and then they do a close up on the side. <laughs> you know it's like just a classic but you know with your work you're in control so you don't have to you know you know what you're I can gonna only do get pissed at myself so. yeah <laughs> so okay because these are pretty these are pretty complex pieces so do you work it out you, you work it out like kind of like a basic composition first as a sketch yeah well sometimes the sketch is in my head so i didn't even draw it it's oh really there. yeah I so just you I write a line in my sketchbook, like text, so what it is. Mm. I, I just have to write the idea down, and sometimes somehow it keeps imprinted in my mind what I thought of. Mm. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's really, I, I don't need to like really sketch out but what I see. I, I just remember it. It's kind of odd, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's handy. Yeah, it is. I only have to write five <laughs> words, and I know what it is. But the, the stupid thing is, if I don't write these words down, I'll forget it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of like that too. Now that you mention it, it's like what I'll, if I if I have to do something, I'll write it down. And once I write it down, it's almost like I don't need the note anymore. It's like the act of writing yeah. it down is what cements it in your mind. Yeah, it's like school. You're just writing these lines of what you have to remember. It's, right, uh, right. But, but yeah, I, I feel really clear idea what I want to make. And it, sometimes it's frustrating because in my head, it looks slightly better than what I create. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you that is how, uh, how close are you to the to the mark? Like, do, are you like, do you get 75% or do you get 90% of what you imagined? Or how, what's the ratio that, of your? Yeah, because it changes, yeah. you know, it's never it's never what you no. see in your head. Never. It always it has to. Uh, well, it never gets to 100 for sure. But right. Yeah. Like, uh, because you, you'll change something because your mind sees things differently, I think. So it's, yeah. it doesn't see colors combined. Yeah. I, I always have the feeling my mind focuses on certain points. It, it knows the whole, but it doesn't know how they're combined. Somehow. Right. Like, oh, you know these details, but you don't see the whole picture or something. It's a right. weird thing. Um, yeah, I, I think it, yeah, what, what's the ratio? Uh, or what's, what's your average? Ratio? What's your average, I guess, do you, do you feel? You know, because that's it's also 
subjective too. I, I, I think, yeah, of course. I think I'm 80% close. Okay. Actually, like uh, pretty close to what I want. How? And of I, course, I, sometimes I change it, of course, because I right. think, okay, my mind was not right. I, I have to fix this. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I had, a, you know, my first big animation I did is this one called toilet training <laughs> that Tool used. And it was based on this. I had this, uh, an image, a trip image when I was tripping in my mind. It was like I closed my eyes and I saw this movie happen. Right. And I was like going, oh, my God, this is amazing. And um, and I was I remember at the time, this is pre CG. This is like 1987. And I was thinking, yeah. man, I wish I could film this somehow and share it because it's so cool. And then I got into CG and I was like, oh, I can do that. I can realize that trip vision I had. And I, in the process of making it as an animation, I was like, this would be cooler if I changed, if I did this. Like, like, yeah. in, like, in, the, like in the vision, it was these writhing bodies on the ground that were like, they had like limbs missing, but there was like smoothed over like they were healed, like no yeah. head, no head. It was just like these torsos that were going writhing. And, um, and it was a, it was a hospital room and uh, it was like a sterile hospital room, but I ended up changing it to like this grimy, like weird gymnasium kind of looking thing. And just because it was more interesting to look at, yeah, you know? So it's like in, in my mind, maybe it was perfect the way it was, but when you get it out, in, into the real world sometimes you have to kind of like improve on it. that's the that's the art part i guess you know yeah it, it's a process of course yeah. So, yeah i mean it has to sometimes an id grows really literally so yeah I mean, right uh, i mean the seat is there and you grow it but i, I know i always know which direction i want to go i, I kind of know the color sometimes so mm. i know okay it has to be these colors so it's also different kind of ways to get somewhere i think so right. one time it's this one time it's that yeah then, that's 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 absolutely true yeah it's, but it's I, uh, I, I don't make pieces immediately when i have an id usually the id is there for a week or so, so oh really okay not, yeah it's not like i'm processing them yeah usually i don't have time to do it immediately so right, I get these ideas right. when i sit on my bike or whatever working on something else like working on client stuff and then you're so frustrated you can't make anything mm -hmm. that's that's really that that's the equivalent of hell for me like yeah. I'm sitting behind i'm sitting behind the same computer but i can't click this shortcut to zebras <laughs> or something because i have to work yeah yeah that's the it's the freelancer's hell yeah yeah i i, I think that um yeah it's weird because i, I was just gonna say it's it's sort of required to have that gestation period in your mind yeah. even if you're not like consciously thinking about it i feel like your brain is working on solving it in the back of your mind yeah. you know what i mean it's kind of figuring out it's like the a computer it's like your brain is painting right right yeah and and it and, it, and so um uh, often I, you know, I've had experiences where it's like a really good idea became like a great piece because I waited so long because I like planned it out oh, for years because I just didn't have yeah. time to get to it. 
And it was that one. Then when you go to do it, it's like, it's totally figured out and you just like do it and it's kind of fast and easy and it's all worked out. Uh, but you know, who, we don't always have the luxury of sitting on an idea for a few years. You no. know what I mean? No, no. It's, it's also, I made some pieces quicker than that. And yeah, I, right. I know that I want to change them later. And I have that less with pieces that are soaking, uh, yeah, floating in my head for longer. They're, they're just, yeah. But then that's more developed. Right, right. But on the on the flip side of that, sometimes stuff just comes to you. You do it fast. You don't second guess it. And it just comes out amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean, that yeah, happens, too. So it's like there's no that's the, the weird thing about art is like there's just no like set way of doing things. No, you know? There's no rule book. For this, no. <laughs> it's always different. And that, that's kind of like, I don't know what makes it mysterious and cool. It also, it also makes me wonder how the brains of non-creative people work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, but that must be so, for me, that's so alien. So, uh, like, yeah. But the, people, but... Ask me, people ask me sometimes, yeah, where do you get your IDs from? But then I think, why don't you get these IDs? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right uh but then again it's like the, the whole world is oriented towards them <laughs> you yeah. know it's like it's made it's more it's oriented more for for non-creative people um yeah. so we're kind of like at the uh, at a disadvantage in that way it's weird well you know we also I mean? have an advantage because yeah, other people are making these great roads for us we can drive on and stuff exactly yeah exactly <laughs> it's so true Every, everyone has their own skill set totally yeah, yeah yeah and 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 trust me you don't you don't you don't want to be an artist i mean it's, i love it it's cool but it's not for everybody it's there's a lot it's, of it's a frustration yeah there's yeah. a lot of frustration i have to ask you this is totally technical i'm watching this animation uh it's it looks like it's the graveyard of dreams one with this pulling out of the skull with the stars yeah how did you do the smoke the st uh, that's yeah, amazing that looks like that looks like real that looks real it looks i mean that doesn't look cg at all it's Phoenix FD. It's called. It's a plugin for 3D Studio Max. And What's it called? Make this Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Okay. And that's amazing. It's now it, it's now bought by Gaios, which is like the maker of V-Ray. So mm -hmm. it fits with this re this renderer. It's part of this renderer in a way. Okay. And that's how I made it. I mean, it looks I, like I, you can't tell. It's not. You cannot tell that it's not real. I swear, it's crazy. Yeah, I can't it's, tell. It's cool. Normally, you can tell when stuff, even if it's done well, you can kind of tell that it's like it computer generated. Yeah. This this makes it look like a real object. But th these are the challenges for me sometimes. Like, oh yeah, let's let's try to get it as real as possible. Right, so, right. But but I had to use this plugin for work for my client work. So yeah. <laughs> so you get to you so get to you start. So you, then your brain starts like, what can I do with this? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> It's so cool. I love because it. Because I really have tons of software. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy yeah, right. animate more. But yeah, I, I animate for my living already. So yeah, then I rather make still sometimes. Right. So what 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 are your uh what are your main programs that you use? I, I want to get into the technical stuff now because I'm like 
I'm totally into that. I love, I'm such a techie kind of person. What, what's your, what are your main, what's your main software? Uh, 3D Studio Max is my main 3D program and ZBrush. Okay. Wow. 3D Studio Max. I didn't even realize that was still in use, in wide use. Is it popular? <laughs> people, people say it dies every, every year. They say, oh, this program is going to die. But so it's it like, is, it's like Lightwave then, kind of, in a way. It's, it, well, it has, it's a, the user base is, is really huge, though. I mean, okay. Yeah, because it was 3D Studio Max was like the big one back in the day. Like it's everybody. Still really good. It's a great modeler, I think. It's, is it really? To mod, yeah, it's great to model stuff. In. Uh, it's, it's better than Blender for sure. So. Oh, okay. Now, now, I'll get, now I'll get these dead threads in my <laughs> <laughs> in book. So... Okay. Um, wow, three D Studio Max. So what what what's the le- what's the most recent version of it? Are they still updating it and stuff? Yeah, I got a new version and a new build this year. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, but it's like two thousand euros per year. It's like oh ridiculous. shit! Because <laughs> I I I I had a friend who was a hacker when I was getting in. This is this guy got me taught me Lightwave. He worked yeah. on Babylon 5, I think he worked on. Okay, cool. Back in the day. Yeah, and it was he, really impressive back then. Yeah, cool. and he was telling me that they would they would set, they had an animation of a spaceship flying, and they would set it to render one frame to, to check to see how their stuff looked. Then they would go to lunch. Yeah. It would take an hour to render a single frame just to check what they were yeah. doing. And then come back from lunch to see if, if it looked good. It's like crazy, how, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It took ages back then. Yeah. Like now it renders really quick all this stuff. Yeah, actually. yeah, so, yeah. So, so but, anyway, oh, he, I was just gonna say. He, so he was like a hacker guy too. He was a three D animated hacker. He said he gave me a CD with all these cracked programs, which is how I learned. That's <laughs> how I learned Lightwave. That's how I learned everything. And um, and three D Studio Max was on there. And so I did try it, and I bought a book. And it was like, it. I don't know. I didn't click with it. I, I think I'd been no. using Lightwave. I was learning yeah. Lightwave, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stick with Lightwave because it was, it was really hard to understand how to how to operate it. Well, the thing is that I, I learned 3D Studio Four for DOS on my internship. So yeah, yeah, right, right. So it was a kind of logical follow. It's like that thing so. I was saying. You know, it's like you you kind of stick with what you yeah. you you know the best. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so I'm still using I, I love the program, actually. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm, it's like my back pocket, this program. So, yeah, why would I switch right now? Because right, it, right. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter which program you make. It doesn't. Stuff in. It doesn't. No, every, every program has advantages and disadvantages. And you, and you can uh, work around them all pretty much with plugins yeah. and just cheats and stuff. Exactly. You yeah. know? I like these people that, that are always fighting over which software is best. I know. And I never <laughs> see their work. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're only the whole day they spent, I think, online fighting over what's better and they never open the program. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um okay. Uh uh okay. Uh, what was I gonna I was gonna ask you something about oh do, you never learned maya because i remember at one point it was like i, I learned maya as well maya yeah. is it maya is the one maya does yeah. everything 
So you, why, why didn't you switch to Maya? Just because you knew 3D Studio better? Yeah, I had to use it for some stuff, but I, I didn't like how the, it didn't, I know how it works, but it doesn't click with me like uh, workflow-wise. Oh. I'm, I'm so used to Max that, yeah, and I, I can do it blind almost. You know? Okay. So, yeah. Man, I wish I had that kind of knowledge. I wish I could plug in like the matrix and just all the information, <laughs> just get in your head. I want... So just, I want to get back to where I was back in the day with it. With yeah, all... I, was, I was a 3D operator at the graphic. Um, yeah, at the, what was it? Uh, the graphic department for the news. So mm -hmm. I had to make animations really quick and we used Mac. So if a plane crashed, you had to make it the same day. Oh, like wow. That. So wow. That, that's yeah. how I got really fast at it. So. Yeah, I imagine you have to be. Yeah, oh yeah, this nuclear power plant is, is you know, like Fukushima. They have, they have to build Fukushima because, yeah, no one sells a model of it. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be pretty high stress. It is. Also with rendering, it was crazy. Back then we didn't have uh, GPU rendering, so right. it was all CPUs. And then you hope the network stayed stable because yeah. it was oh like <laughs> fucking 10 computers that were really old and shitty. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever have a a moment where you didn't get the didn't get the graphic done in time for the story on the news? Uh, yeah, it, it happened a few times. I mean, I worked there for fifteen years or something. So yeah, it, it happens. Happen. What's what, what happens when that happens? What what, what do they yeah. do? They just have a back. You have like a backup image. Yeah, sometimes you uh, sometimes I remember if an animation wouldn't render, you made some stills you prepared and. Okay. Front, so they could do it with stills but they right. wanted the animation of course right and right. it was really messed up because you'd never know when this happens this kind of stuff so right yeah it could come in oh yeah we need this plane crash animation in four hours <laughs> yeah. so, like, okay. that's like probably the best training to, to learn though like like yeah. just high pressure really fast you, you didn't get up your seat also co-workers were getting you coffee and stuff because they, you shouldn't move you should stay right. on your seat. And work. <laughs> <laughs> they, they almost brought a toilet, you know. I mean, it's right. like put <laughs> yeah. they should put the toilets for the seats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it was crazy work. But uh, the, yeah, we also used After Effects and stuff like that, and Photoshop. So I, I learned all these quick ways of doing stuff. Yeah, and all right. kind of technical loopholes in it, like. Uh, I was so, do this that's what's so great. That's what I love about the the um the digital workflow and and uh when I remember it was like this huge revelation to me when I figured out you can do render passes mm -hmm. and you could render with alpha channels, yeah, and you and and composite everything in After Effects and have way more control over your whole scene, and you can you can cheat depth of field by blurring your backgrounds. Yeah. And, and stuff that would save time instead of like the, the hour long renders of an entire scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, right now you can even render passes with different lighting and uh, right. crypto, you have something that's called crypto mass. You can actually select objects. It will make a mask out of the separate 3D objects in your compositing thing. Really? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Wow. So say you say you have two objects, you can select the objects, say, and it will make a mask out of it. So it's it's perfect for yeah, for wow, yeah. 
That's so amazing. So w- with your work, I mean, all the stuff I did, I would render, I would kind of figure a scene out in 3D and I would render every element generally, unless unless there was like a section that didn't have to move or whatever. Yeah. I'd have my camera move or whatever. I would render it like for the skull animation or whatever that I'm looking at that you did. Um, you know, it's yeah. like I would render the skull out. Well, maybe not. This, is, this isn't a great example, but I would render different objects out without alpha channels embedded and I'd bring everything into Photoshop. And that's really when it's like the, I use the 3D to create my raw materials, basically. Yeah. And then in, in After Effects, I would do all the adjustments and cheat things and cheat depth of field and even like rim lights you could cheat if you're careful yeah. with like brightening the you have the skull you could like turn it really bright and then like shift it slightly so yeah. it's you know there's all kinds of really fun fun ways to cheat and um and so then that it's it's kind of like i felt like the th- for me the way my workflow it's like the 3d was blocking everything out and and all the kind of like artistic work for me where I could add like filters and fog things up grain and, and, and stuff and, and adjust values on, on different layers all happened in uh, after effects and compositing. So I'm curious, it's like, are you, are you rendering entire scenes in 3d and doing minimal compositing or are you doing it in that same way for your work? It depends on the image really. I mean, I have some images that look more uh, 2d actually in the end, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That they look more like yeah I don't know mixed media things and mm-hmm. then, then I composite a lot but some of the things I built are almost like the renders because there was really? this funny Twitter thread some while ago and it was like oh yeah the the before and after uh, adjustments in Photoshop so right. it was almost <laughs> the same for me for some pieces so yeah it depends on the image and what I want to create actually. So, okay. Um, so yeah, it's always different, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it, it, It's what's in my head and, and how I, yeah, how I reach that goal. I know many roads to get to a certain goal, I think, because I had to learn so many shortcuts to get a certain result. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just base, I just plan the image almost like, okay, I need this or that because depth of field, you can fake, of course. But the mm. problem is with, with real depth of field with a camera, it actually will go behind the object. Right, right, right. I know, <laughs> I know. It's a, so, it's a, it's a different. Yeah, it's a, it, it was, it's, it, you know, this was. I'm talking the stuff I was doing was way back where depth of field was like a big deal to actually render out. Yeah. You know, it was like now it's not such a big. You could you could actually do 3D layers and after effects yeah. now and do depth of field which is pretty cool yeah. um yeah i hope people aren't bored with this talk but i'm i love oh, okay. it <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally i'm so into all this technical shit um uh, 3d stuff um but uh, uh so so i mean you do process though do you do you ever do like even if it's a 2d or a 3d animation do you ever do any that are no processing afterwards? Because I always assume that everybody that does 3D images or like that Bill Ellis guy, you know, Bill Ellis? I know Bill, yeah. Amazing shit. Yeah. I'm assuming he's got to be doing some processing after. Those aren't his renders, do you think? No, he, 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 
pulls it's, it in front of the shell. But it's the, got the it's, is, you know, usually just sometimes it's just a color adjustment, though. I mean, right, right. But there's something usually that you got to adjust in the end. I mean, don't you do that fine tuning? Maybe you yeah, don't have let's to. Fine but... tune it. No, I have to fine tune it. I, yeah. I because I don't believe the render is good anyway. So like, <laughs> even if it's even if I if I pull this slider and I see nothing happened, at least I I did my best to make it as good as possible. <laughs> you made that. You made the effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, this is why I'm I'm so excited about, or one of the reasons I'm so excited about getting into NFTs, man. I know people are probably Paul of the podcast. People might be sick of hearing me talk about it. I'm just like on the South Park episode where I'm just talking about NFTs yeah. all the time. I can't, but it's like, it's that exciting. I'm sorry. But um, well, it's, it's cool, I think. It, oh, it's, yeah. And, and it's for just for me personally, it's like I, I, was, I was always so in love with digital work and I, I, there was no way to monetize it for me. No. So it's like now. The problem. Yeah. 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 So now I have a reason. It's like you have to go into like a, a service type of a business in order to make money back in the day. And it's like now you can make art and you can make money from it. And so yeah. it's for me, it's giving me a reason to go back and, and just play again in that in, in digital, which is super uh, inspiring and exciting to me because um, I, I tried starting a, like a small boutique CG computer animation business. Um, yeah when i was into it because because i was like that's how you had to do it to make money like doing commercials and stuff and we got like we got one i did we did the tool stuff um some of the tool animations and um one movie called fortress two <laughs> i think <laughs> and it was like we made these screens like for a spaceship like warning yeah. you know like schematics oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was like, wow, we get we got paid to do we got paid nine hundred dollars to do that, you yeah. know. And it was like, you know, but it, but I could it just at that point, I guess I don't know, I just couldn't make it work as a business, so it failed. Um, so that was part of the reason I, I went into painting and, and stuff. But um, yeah, but it's like now we have a reason. Now we have a yeah. you know a way to help finance our our work. Well, I used to do it with. Uh... I did a lot of CD designs back then, like for metal bands mm, when yeah, I started yeah. with digital work. So, and, and shirt designs. So I, those printers were always pissed at me because of the color separations, but yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I didn't separate it for them. So yeah. To do it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, but that, that was such a hard, yeah, it was hard to earn money with it. I did it on the side of my, my broadcast job in a way. So I, I did this. But yeah, getting paid and stuff was really difficult in this uh, at this moment. And yeah, also people don't, th they think, yeah, oh yeah, we want to make a CD, uh, do the whole layout, typography, everything here is $800. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't leave of that. Yep. People, people, yeah, then they rent a studio for, I don't know how much per day, but the, the, the yeah. The designer is to starve or something. So. Right. Yeah. So that, that was kind of hard, and I was disappointed by it as well, like this whole scene. So I kind of even stopped with it for a few years. I stopped making art. Mm -hmm. Just because yeah, there's can't make any money. No, there was no <laughs> money. But also because I tried it for money, I got really 
yeah, I don't know. It was really demotivating. So I didn't even like it as a hobby anymore. Sorry. Right. And now I got it back as a hobby and then the whole NFT thing started. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. So how did that, how did, uh, how did you get involved in that? Uh, because of Bill Ellis, because I saw him. Oh, really? Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Uh, this stuff is, yeah. um, you know, the thing about him is this stuff is, not only is his work, I want to get him in the podcast too. Let's see if you can. Oh, you can. I think it should be possible. Really? I would yeah. love that, man. Um, but his stuff is great. It's amazing. But you know what else is great about him? He has that I definitely don't have is his presentation is amazing. Like yeah, if you look so at his Instagram, clean, yeah. look at his Instagram yeah. profile and then look at his website. It's like it's all so slick, slick and clean <laughs> and matches. And it's yeah. like I'm just I'm not that guy. I can't, I'm like it's a slob. Look at my studio. It's like this is who I am. <laughs> so yeah. it's like I have to kind of just go with that because that's how I am. But I'm yeah. very I'm envious that he's that he's doing that that presentation is just like I'm so impressed with it. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. So it's yeah. like this, it's like this chic dark dark art. Yeah, yeah, it's classy. Super, yeah, yeah, totally like classy, which is great for I think it's great for the the dark art community because in general, because it's um I think it makes it easier for people like us to yeah kind of break in the mainstream a little bit because he's made it more palatable to the mainstream a little bit yeah you know yeah I mean? it's like this bridge between like, right uh, dark art and the the, the yeah i don't know more the, the regular uh, accepted art yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you get you you how did i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but how so how did you get started with nfts bill ellis I saw that on Instagram and I got invited to foundation back then by a friend. So, yeah. When was this? Uh, last year, end of February. Year oh, okay. Ago. Yeah, that's like that's like 10 years in the NFT world. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I got 80 years older or something. <laughs> it's, yeah, time is different. It's, it's, in the NFT really world, great. man, it's weird. It's also really weird because uh, I had sometimes projects in between during this uh, this NFT thing. I mean, uh, I had some project for a client, like a big project. So I stopped with it for a bit. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing is time seems to go really fast when you're in it. But when you get back to it, it's like you missed nothing. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird time warp, man. Yeah. It's so everybody says this too. It's like it's 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 true. It, yeah. It's like you tell it to someone who's not in it, and it's like, yeah, whatever. But man, it's it really is true. It's so it's weird. Twilight Zone shit. It's totally, totally, totally Twilight Zone. <laughs> so you you got on foundation and and that was it. Did you just go for it, or did you have like anyone helping you out, like advising you? Because I had Josh, no, uh, Josh Breckenridge advising me. To, so I didn't make any like major mistakes or anything. Um, I made tons of mistakes probably because I minted too much, of course. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of people I guess do. Is they'll mint too I, much, price too I high. Think, but I think this scarcity thing is a bit of a nonsense thing, though. I mean, I yeah. In a way, uh, some people are so scarce they made two pieces and you never see them anymore. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. yeah. What What do you want? Do you want a body of work at some point? And, right. Uh, 
it's yeah. also it does it doesn't help because I'm kind of if I work on my art I'm kind of productive so I can make a lot of stuff right uh, yeah I, yeah because the ideas are there um yeah I, I yeah, mean but, I... what do I do 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 I keep this art and not not mint it and wait but then they start complaining, oh, but you meant an old piece. Yeah, what the hell do you want, you know? I right, mean... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I kind of, that, that's true in the fine art world too, where they talk about like, don't make too much work. You know, you gotta, you have to have that scarcity thing to, to keep the value up. But I, I've never done that. I've never done no. that. It's like, I just, you know, I create a lot of work and I show a lot of work and I try and sell it. And I just like, I let all that be what it's going to be. And I don't try to hold back really. No. You know what I mean? It's because it feels like it's holding back. It's like someone ties a brick to you. Like, right. You know? yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, the, the, the... yeah. Yeah. And it feels kind of like, I don't know. Well, you can release like uh, 10,000 apes or something and sell them, but you yeah. can make 10,000 <laughs> right. pieces of unique artwork. Yeah, yeah. Right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how have you done in the NFT space? No, not too bad because, yeah, sometimes you think, oh, yeah, I'm not selling for months, but in the end, I had quite some sales. So yeah, so I, I'm doing okay. I mean, I, I earned more with my art than ever before in the end. So Right. So I'm okay with it because it's something I didn't expect and it's just funding more time for me to make more art. So mm -hmm. I see it like that. Uh, I don't expect to make, I, I'm, I don't have the expectations I'm gonna live from this, you know? I, I just keep doing my job and I'll do this on the side. Mm -hmm. And if I can do a bit less of my job and a bit more art, then that's always welcome, of course. So I, I look at it like that. So yeah. Yeah, you have like a realist, realistic approach. You're not setting your ex expectations too high. No, because I might get disappointed again. So yeah, then right. might, you know, yeah, it gets sense. Managing expectations, they call it. Yeah, some people think that, yeah, not everyone can get rich out of this or like, right. you know, I mean, that's not possible. There's not like an infinite amount of uh, money, even, right. like crypto. So yeah. Yeah, people right. spend it on certain things. So yeah, so I, I'm really grateful for people who invested in this stuff for me. Like uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it because yeah, it gave me the opportunity to make more, and it also motivates you. So even even if I don't sell anything in like two years, I still sold stuff, so I can right. always look back at that. So I, I read something I never read before. So for right. me, it's new. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, selling digital art in, in galleries is impossible. I tried it in my so, life. I know. I, 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 keep tell, I keep telling the story. I, I've told it on like the last three episodes <laughs> that whenever NFTs come up is that I remember going to a gallery with Cam DeLeon, who's, you know, the may, a genius, one of the most amazing artists ever. And galleries just turning him away because they're like, we can't sell digital work. Yeah, you know, and it's like you've got these amazing pieces, and you're just, you're just turning down a genius because yeah. you haven't figured it out. But um, yeah, it's yeah, people don't realize people don't realize you know with all the shit talking about NFTs, there's like it's given you know it's given a new life to to digital artists that they you know new opportunity for digital artists that yeah. they never had before.
to create art. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's also something weird because I've been to a lot of museums in my life, and always these weird video installations are always accepted. But if you right. make a digital yeah, still, well, yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're like really stupid ones too. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some really stupid art in my life. You know? <laughs> I know you can you can't judge art, but yeah, come on. <laughs> that's the th that's the other thing. I'm gonna say a little bit more about NFTs. I knew I said I wasn't gonna, but I'm gonna do it anyway. It's like you know, the, with all the criticism of NFTs, you know the criticisms. You hear them over and over. You must have heard them all. So being in for yeah. a year, I remember. That's like when Josh was. Uh, jo I was talking to Josh Breckenridge, the guy who's been helping me, good friend of mine. Um, He's been on the podcast talking about crypto before. He got me into crypto too early, you know, or, you know, yeah. 20, beginning of 2020. Um, uh, you know, they, they, he, every time something would come up when I was just getting into it and someone would tell me something and I'd be like, oh man, are you sure? Are you sure this is cool? He'd be like, dude, I've been hearing that for years, man. It's yeah. just don't listen. But um, he's like, I've heard it all. He'd always tell me that I've heard it all um but uh oh fuck what was my point? <laughs> I'm totally forgetting what my my great point was uh oh it's like you, you know how that that uh that video line goes up or whatever the big anti nft video that came out yeah. recently two hours long everyone's talking about it that you know that hates script that hates nfts yeah. um so basically what he, what he, that guy did was take all of the worst things about NFTs and then presented it as this is the NFT space. And it's like, how could, why not do that with the art world? You could find yeah. a million terrible, talentless, phony artists making millions of dollars, creating shit, and then present that this is the art world. That's not the art yeah. world. It's one tiny little part of the art world. There's like the most of the art world is people like us grinding it out, making good work against all odds and showing in galleries, not making a ton of money. That's like the most of it. And, yeah. uh, and it's really, it's just so unfair to present it, take the worst bits of it and present it as like, this is all there is. Yeah. Well, that's just like propaganda in the end. So. It is. It really is. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a bummer for, for people who are missing out, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, I think people who start to be, or who believe that st stuff wouldn't get into it anyway. I don't know. I mean, May yeah, I guess yeah. I was. Yeah, like, you only get you only get judged by people who don't look further, and that's always. Yeah, the, that's uh, true. That's true. I mean, I like I, I keep saying too. I was like that myself. So, but I took the time and learned about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I took, I opened my mind a little bit, and I I always try and consider both sides to things. I'm you know and well of, of course i also thought of these things i mean uh, i mean I, I thought of them but yeah I, when you look at it for longer and more rational it's actually yeah most of it is nonsense what they claim so, yeah yeah and a lot and of it is the exact opposite of what they claim too ironically yeah. you know people are also hypocrites you know i mean uh, the, the gamer community is, is complaining about right. power use and the gpus are on all the fucking time you know i mean come on oh yeah 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 that's 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 the other thing it's like for some reason 
people in the, the gaming industry hates NFTs. Like I know people that yeah. work, I know someone that works in an, uh, that a, at a, game, a gaming place. And she was telling me that like 98% of the people there hate NFTs and, and the, and the environmental aspect of it is a big part of it, but it's like yeah. gaming uses way more energy than crypto or NFTs or anything. Yeah, I mean, go go play Monopoly then or some shit. You know? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> some guy behind his computer is complaining about others using computers. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really hypocritical. It's lame. It, it, it's the same. It is, it's, I gave this example before. To, it was also in a space. It's like people driving Teslas here, you know, they're driving on coal sometimes because the electricity here comes from coal. Right, so actually, right. I mean, it's a no cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's and then there's you know there's there's always something. It's like no one's no one's hands are clean. You know, no one's hands are clean. It's the world. It's the world we live in. You know, every human has a carbon footprint, and you won't get rid of it. So, yeah. and if one does it this way, and the other one does it this right. Way, so exactly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. You can do all these things at the same time. So one will do this, and the other one does this. But right. And as long always as... forget their own problems. Well, what they're causing, actually. Right. It's like you know, as long as long as everybody's trying, that's all good. It's cool. You know, it's like we all do it yeah. in different ways. You know, as long as you make some kind of effort. Nobody wants to see the fucking environment destroyed. You know, nobody no. does. It's crazy. Well, yeah. perhaps one guy, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, uh, if we're getting near the end of the of the show, and, and um, I'm just trying to think of any last... Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Um, this text thread we're in, mm -hmm. this epic text thread that you guys invited me to. I don't know if you did. Did you invite me into someone? Or I no. Don't, some, someone invited me to be part of this text thread. Ciceros. Okay, yeah, on Twitter. And it was when I was just getting in, and it's all of these dark artists, and it's a little private message where just people are talking about dark art, whatever is going on. Um how long have you been in that? How long has that been around? It just goes on and on. It's like every you just check in and see what people are talking about. It's really yeah. Cool. So let's check in what what happens there. So yeah, it just depends. I mean, right now it's a bit different because people are in a in a bad situation. So I know it's, it's more active. So yeah, right, right. But I mean, it's, how it's, how long it's is like it? A, I don't know. Since that whole thing started, I think that it's probably for a year there. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't there all the time either. So right. I mean, I came there later. So it's a cool little group of people. I, everyone's really, you know, uh, as far as what I've seen, it's like very supportive of each other, and everyone yeah. welcomed me, which was really cool. No one was giving me and shit. You're, you're a hero. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like a. I don't know. Coming in, I felt like. A, you know, kind of insecure because this is not my world. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm uh, uh, the NFT world. It's like uh, I felt like I'm coming into a place that you got or you guys, everybody that's doing it has been doing for a while. And you come in and you're like, hey, guys, I'm just a new guy. I want to play in the game, too. You know, so you feel 
insecure about it. So just to see all that, to have all that welcoming energy was really, really cool for me. Well, it's, it's also not an NFT world. It's just a dark art world. That's true. So, that's true. That's true. And it, it, it's, I think it's great that we, we get, like for me as a digital artist in a way, it's, it's great to get in touch with people who do like analog work, you know? Right, so yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I learned so much from that as well. So, I mean, I, I'm listening through all your podcasts now. So, yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, it's really... <laughs> really interesting to, to hear something so yeah uh, yeah i think it's nice that we have this bridge right now between, right we connect because there have been two separate worlds always yeah totally yeah yeah it's yeah i feel like i said i feel like i had to leave that world back in the day because i couldn't yeah. i couldn't earn a living at it like i tried i tried to make a living and i couldn't do it um, but, but, uh, I, I compare the, the the NFT world with when digital world the digital world started kind of like for me because mm-hmm. there were these art groups I was in an art group as well and yeah people were like it was like this cohesive thing because right. everyone was into this new thing yeah and back then and then at some point it was so big it fell apart actually right. and now it's like this group again so yeah I just hope it stays I know I, I think. Yeah. I, I just also hope that in the, the, the NFT space that these collectibles will separate from the art at some point. So, What do you know, mean? Well, I, I compared it earlier with like, they're selling placements in an art gallery, you know, all these collectible, these profile pictures and stuff. Oh, right, you know? yeah. I, I hope there will be two separate markets for it because it's now like... Yeah, it's, yeah, because the, the generative stuff, I mean, I think the generative stuff's really cool and fun. Like it's, it's it, to me, it's like, I get it. I finally get it. But um, it does seem very different from like, you know, fine art NFTs. It's, it feels like a different trip. You it's know like what baseball I mean? cards in a museum for art or something, you know, like. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, yeah, it, it's just two different worlds. And, and the, I notice people are getting pissed at these collectibles. But yeah, people also have to see that, that they're investments for some. And but there are too many of them and it's kind of clouding. everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just that 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 recent one. I forget what it's called. Did you see that one? Oh, this really ugly one. This pixel <laughs> month. People, the memes are hilarious. <laughs> I think it's genius actually because it's so bad. It's so bad that it's it's, it's almost it's, good. It's no. gonna it's gonna be they're gonna be valuable. They're gonna be valuable because there's because people think they're so bad and they're getting like all kinds of shares and stuff it's too stupid to, yeah, it's <laughs> such a moment <laughs> yeah it's really more about uh exposure and yeah. kind of fame in a way than it is about the the art for stuff like this yeah. you know what i mean yeah, I it's mean, like there's no such thing as bad publicity kind of situation yeah exactly people people get pissed at it but i'm really laughing at this <laughs> thing. i mean uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's really funny, actually. It, people are getting. I understand people are getting pissed because their art doesn't sell, and people buy this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. But you know, I mean, yeah. Arts, but say? but art sales is has never been about the best artist makes the best sales. No, of course not. No, it's like 
art sales in the you know in the real world or whatever you want to call it, in the in the analog world it's it's about marketing it's a, it's the same thing that's the other thing about the nft world that people that i i was surprised to find that it's like it's almost exactly like the analog fine art world it's really yeah. similar except it moves a bit way faster but it's it's about marketing and promotion and uh i don't know your 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 history and yeah. all kinds of other things aside from the art and you know you can complain about it but it's like that's the way it is whether you like it or not so you the way i've always felt is uh you got to accept that that's the way it is so you have to play that game the promotion game the marketing game you won't, you won't change it so, yeah. yeah you won't change it it's not going to change it's the way people are whatever the the best that you can do as an artist is to make your art so good that it lives up to all the hype you're going to have to hype yeah. about it in order to make it sell get it to sell so it's like if you that's really all you can do is just try and make really badass great work yeah, yeah. I, have, I have issues with marketing, though. I really find it a difficult thing to. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, every artist. It's, I think most yeah. artists have have a trouble marketing, but it's what you got to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'm getting better at it. I think. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like uh, I'm not used to it to, to 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 have to sell this. Well, I don't have to. Perhaps it helps me as well because I'm kind of relaxed about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean. Yeah. For me, it was a do or die situation with my art career. You know, I had yeah. to learn how to market. You know, I'm talking early 2000s. Um, so I was reading books about it and all that crap. It's like so didn't want to do it. But, you know, once you learn the basics, you kind of get the basic principles. It's not that bad. You just kind of have to get used to it and just yeah. kind of do it. Well, right now it's no effort. I mean, you tweet something and you're marketing, you know? I mean, in the yeah, internet, right. You I know. You that's drag a... all your stuff around the country to, to sell it or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of never been easier um, to market yourself. It's just, it's just a new, a new skill. And if, and like I, I always tell, um, you know, artists, friends of mine or, or younger artists that are trying to get into it, it's like, if you know how to paint, that's way harder than marketing. If you know how to create good digital work or whatever, 3D animation, that's so much harder than marketing. <laughs> if you could do yeah. that, you could do the marketing part. You know, you just don't, you just don't want to do it, but nobody wants no. to do it. It's boring. Well, you, feel, you, you feel like this vacuum cleaner salesman. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, I know. But that gets back to, excuse me, that, that gets back to um, really making the work great yeah. and believing in the work that's what's allowed me to market with a clear conscience because I really think my, I love the work that I do. Like I do, I do yeah. my best work. I really feel like I don't half-ass it. I suffer for it. Like I make sure that the work is really good. So then when I go to promote it, I believe in it. So I don't feel like I'm yeah. ripping or like I'm trying to scam people because I'm like, this is a good thing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm promoting it. I believe in it, you know? If you're doing half-ass work, maybe, maybe it would feel weird. I don't know, but as long yeah. as as long as the work measures up, I think you're good. You know. 
Yeah, but I see some people that they're minting their test renders and stuff. Yeah, what the hell, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I also have this little experimental, like, oh, yeah, I'll render this skull this way and I'll post it, but I'm, I'm not going to sell it, you know? I mean, right. Well, you shouldn't, you know, unless you feel it's worthy of selling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I could see maybe selling it for cheap like a study like you'd sell a study as a way to yeah that could be yeah. to sell to someone who doesn't can't afford an original you know it's something cheaper yeah. you know maybe i don't know but i know what you're saying yeah I'm, I'm just not doing it and i don't have to worry about it either. yeah if you don't have to you know that's that's the the, the luxury luxury of having a, a side job like a, a yeah. job to support everything is you um you don't have that pressure to earn no as no, other pressure as opposed to me who has to like yeah. pull out i gotta bill due in three days that i don't have enough money for so i'm pulling out these old g clays and doing hand embellishments so i can sell them tomorrow <laughs> and it's like it looks awesome though oh, thanks <laughs> they're yeah. kind of fun but it's like yeah that's how you that's how you know when i have to pay bills is when you see like oh a study sale comes up or yeah. dropping an nft <laughs> it's <just laughs> like i gotta bring the money in but you know I, I was just thinking earlier what if, if rembrandt or from go had to shield their work I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah in this old dutch language or some shit right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not even it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah it's a new world man it's a different yeah. world it's a totally different world well thanks for coming on man i really had a great yeah. time talking to you yeah me too it's great love your work love your work thanks. it's really great very inspiring and um i'm definitely gonna bother you with yeah, questions that's, that's, that's always okay <laughs> uh, and also, that, that's also the modern world i can just block you if it's too much that's true and then never hear from me again hit the block <laughs> button it's like the person does not exist <laughs> no but I, i'm happy to help people always I, yeah no, I, you, I enjoy helping people yeah so yeah it's yeah like, i i i feel like that's at least in that maybe it's in the dark art community too because we're smaller and we have to yeah. help each other but i i feel like in that in that text thread everyone seems very helpful you seem like one of the more helpful people like you're giving little tips here and there and stuff but everyone seems to be like willing to help each other share each other's work stuff like that support each other basically yeah, yeah i don't see this competition i think uh, there's strength in numbers in this you know I mean, absolutely uh, yeah the whole community has to grow that it becomes more i don't know more accepted or more normal for people right people have to get used to stuff you know it's like it's like tv all the, the, there was this i remember you had this old tv series millennium which was too dark for tv almost uh-huh these days this became the new norm you know i mean stuff people have to get used to things so right yeah yeah if you expose it to them they start to see probably the beauty of it or right how, how cool it is yeah yeah that was i mean that's that you know that's uh certainly the case for nfts in general but mm -hmm. um but with, with dark art particularly i mean this is the whole goal of the podcast really is just one more step to you know it's like it's for regular people's benefit in a way it's like yeah. you know in one sense it's, it's supporting artists it's helping to get the word out but it's like 
the way I view it is there's people that are missing out on this cool art because they don't yeah. know that it's okay to like, and, and, and it's cause it's, you know, they just are from a culture that doesn't, doesn't appreciate it, but it's like, it's for, it's kind of like with the NFTs in a way too. It's, it's for you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to open, yeah. I'm trying to let you know that there's this cool artwork that you could enjoy. It could be really like enriching to your life. If you just kind of open up to it a little bit and realize it's not, stupid or not evil or whatever you know what i mean no but, but i think i think it's growing though i mean oh you yeah see, uh, i mean also on tv program stuff gets darker people yep. get used to it people yep. start to like it and uh, only in the netherlands the community is really yeah i don't know it's, uh, there's not really a dark art community in the netherlands i mean that's because some you guys people, you guys got it too good there yeah i think so <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw these Instagram things like that. There was like this exhibition for dark artists somewhere or whatever, uh, Church of Satan, stuff like that, you know, and uh -huh. really cool stuff. And yeah, then, then it's, it's such a pity that I live here, you know, I mean, <laughs> like you could be, you can't be part of these things really. Right. So th this is great right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These That's are great good. times. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I was surprised when I came over to Twitter. And saw that like there was all these dark artists doing digital stuff. I was like, yeah. I felt like I thought I knew all the dark artists already. And there's this whole group of people that I've missed because they've been in NFTs and and doing digital, which I haven't been involved with. I've been involved with like the gallery scene. Yeah. You know? So it was like surprising and cool that that it's you're seeing, you know, seeing it spread out and in in uh and uh seeing it in like europe and stuff as well has been surprising to me because <clears throat> it's like yeah normally it's a for the for you at least in the physical dark art world it's like us mostly mostly in the in the states and a, probably mostly in la too yeah you know it's like it's it's weird it's because probably because la is so completely fucked up and insane but um but new york the scene isn't that big there and i i just think i think it's changing i think it's changing yeah. because when i was showing i i had a couple shows in london i had a show in london and one in berlin and man it was like both of those places were at the only dark art gallery in london and the only dark art gallery in yeah. berlin and and i thought like europe of all places should should have a lot of dark art you'd think from their history and, and world That's war ii and Eastern everything countries yeah yeah right yeah it's yeah it seems like it's uh eastern european countries are or but even bekshinsky was like uh i was talking to a polish one of the people in the thread i forget who it was but a polish artist saying that you know in poland they don't give a shit about him really no which is crazy yeah what the hell really uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that that is like geeker gets I, I don't know how he's recognized in austria i don't i don't know yeah yeah no yeah he's he's also not he's more uh accepted i think in the states and uh because yeah. of, of the alien i don't think in the country itself yeah like, i don't think so yeah. it's crazy it's just our outsider yeah. status well, if I ever become eater rich, I'll start a dark art gallery here. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people 
in the Netherlands that would love it. It's just there's no place for them to go and like see it. You know what I mean? No. They're there. They're they're there though. They're everywhere. Of course they are. Yeah. They're everywhere. You know. We also have a lot of metal people in our country. Yeah, yeah, that's I true. I mean, and that's usually the, the kind of group they're, you're aiming at. Yeah, yeah, they're connected. It's connected yeah. for sure. Well, cool, man. I, uh, thanks, thanks again. For, thanks. Don't hang up, uh, but we have yeah. to um, just, I'll, I'll stop the recording. I forgot to tell you that because I'm a bad podcaster, but um, I appreciate you coming on. It was super fun talking to you. And uh, what, where can, I'll put it in the body of the um the listing but where where can people go to see your stuff um uh, the, the easiest way is on instagram so damn engine on instagram it's d-a-m-n-e-n-g-i-n-e correct yeah that's your that's you kind can... of your your art name damn engine yeah yeah correct yes yeah, <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it, how that came i, mean, I know i forgot to oh. ask you that i was, I was <laughs> gonna ask you that <laughs> <laughs> it works though it's cool um so instagram is the best place and then i guess twitter as well right yeah but but twitter is hard of course with this gallery stuff because it's hard to find pieces on twitter oh yeah yeah i know right right so instagram okay yeah yeah my my, my website is so outdated it was more client work than okay I, i have this instagram feed on my website but yeah i need to I'm going to focus my website on my art now because I don't need more clients. Right, right. So, yeah. Well, your art station is great too. There's a lot of stuff on your art station. Yeah. I, was, I didn't update it for like months, I think. It look, it's it's awesome though for people who yeah. are not familiar. How do you pronounce your last name? Seabine. Seabine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dennis Seabine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you I can. Didn't invent it. <laughs> What's that? I didn't invent that name. It's a really <laughs> name to, to spell it all the time. <laughs> um, I got here from your Twitter. So uh, you have a link link tree on Twitter too, right? Yeah. Uh, we, okay. So so that's probably a good place. Go to Dennis's Twitter, Damn Engine, and then Link Tree, and then there's like links to your Instagram. There's links to ArtStation. Yeah, that's the best way. I think yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the only thing left to do is to say goodbye to everybody. So just kind of say. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, people of Earth. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording now. (laughs) This is so unprofessional.